Ladies and gentlemen, once again, we are on episode 39 of Wrestlers with Experience. Yes, sir. I am here with myself. And Mark Morell. And um, before, during the break, we was talking about something called um, Jiffy the Puppet. Yo. I, as soon as you said it, I didn't remember, but then when I thought about it, I said, is that, a, you know, you can't say retard no more. So right. is that the special needs public that, that's a special puppet needs, yes, that yes. disrespects Mario and his father and is it Princess Toadstool? Princess Toadstool, that's his mother. Yeah, like my like a couple of my students got me into that. It was like, yo, Mr. Morrell, you gotta watch this. You gotta watch this. And I'm like, what is this about? So I peeped it, and I was like, yo, this shit here He's is a crazy. masturbating special needs, disres- foul mouth, disrespectful butt tooth, yeah, overgrown with a, tooth, with a pencil kid. up his nose. You know what I mean? Right, it's like, right, right. Now when I think of like crazy puppets, I think of like Joselito the puppet. You know the Puerto Rican puppet. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. talking about just like bagging bitches and all this other shit and whatever, and doing the, right. the Olympics or whatnot. But that's like the closest between that and some other stuff. But with this joint, with this dude here, it's it's crazy. I, yeah, I he's I, that that corrupted my life. Matter of, now that's Jimmy the puppet. I don't know who that dude is. It's uh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. He's a very disrespectful puppet. Right. Puppet. He's um the the most famous one, and this has sixteen million views. Exactly. The most the the most famous one. That is coming back to me mm-hmm. of of Jiffy the puppet. Is when he's get, he's being disrespectful in school, right? And that's the one that seems like everyone finds first. Mm-hmm. And the the YouTube page, if people want to go to it, is Super Mario Logan. The shit is hilarious. This and it, it just grew into madness. And right, they don't care. They just do what they want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and six million six hundred six million six hundred and seventy five thousand subscribers. Right, that's how. <laughs> And you and you work with a school with special needs kids, and they're putting me on to wacky shit like this. Uh. I mean, I think the first thing that kind of that they put me on to was that um <laughs> that Uganda knuckles. So that was that was the thing like this year that Uganda knuckles. Oh, when I, they do it when they rewrite it when they wrote they when wrote they, the, the guy um, does the voiceover. Say like, hey, my, well, you when know, you get a chance, you, you can curse. <laughs> now, I was gonna say the other joint because you know I, I impersonate different. I do right, you know impersonations, we, but I know we can't do that because yeah, that's bad, it's called like bad, said, acting, bad acting by so, YouTube and, and I, Apple. But and, and I'm not a professional comedian, so if I was doing that that on, on, on something like that level, maybe. But there's a there's also there's that when you get a chance, and we're gonna get to the wrestling in a minute. But when you get a chance, um, I want you to look up the revoiced over Ninja Turtles with the black dudes from the hood. Okay, and they redid the whole all four movies, the original, the the, the original two, and then the third, the okay, the, the one in Back in Time, yeah, Turtles in Time, right? Whatever, yeah, whatever it was called, the Turtles Three something, um, Turtles in Time was the video game, right? Right. So whatever we call it, we know it's really Turtles in Time. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look at it, that is one of the funniest things you will ever see, and then you got dudes who. Take PC mod Grand Theft Auto and create their own films and stories with Grand Theft Auto Five graphics. Wow! Yeah. So when you go when you look up the Ninja Turtles thing, look it up, and it's the it's the whole cut of the film, but it's just redone with him doing the voiceover. So like Master Splinter's this ghetto ass dude when they find April O'Neil. Splinter shows up and he lets him know. He goes, "What y'all doing? You know, no, I fuck first. And they said, "But, but, they go, but you know, Ralph got his, you know, got his dog breath over the bitch." And this, right, that, right, and right, So right. you got to just see it. The oh, shit is I'm, hilarious. I'm a peep game on that. Thanks I'm gonna for putting me on link that to one. it for yes, sure, sir, definitely. You know, so like these 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 YouTube videos, you know, with the comedy stuff is crazy, and it's amazing that, like I said, these special needs students of mine that I work with, they have this knowledge and they thing. don't feel offended no by it. they don't because like, maybe they see his because they do they act like that in school pretty not well not, let's be let's be politically correct they have good days and bad days they, yes they do okay, okay. yes i don't do. want no one getting upset at your job word for you they know have good days and they have bad days but, but they are aware of they're very the aware and, and that's and that's just to point it out to everybody guys don't judge a book by its cover because these kids know Makes me a question. What does the staff say when they find out about stuff? Like, how are they responding? Oh, they 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 sit with their mouths wide open. Like, you what? What? No way! Nah. Are they telling them not to watch it? No comment. 
No comment. He pleads the fifth. <laughs> no, Let's no move forward and talk about some wrestling here. Word. Um, you know, because it's time. It's time for me to um, please bill at the um, the mercy of the judge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's plead it's that been, fifth and keep moving. It's forward. It's been a while since I last did that. Um, I want to start off. Uh, I got everything a little bit out of order here. As all, my notes, as you see, is all over all right. the place like bird shit. But I want to talk about this uh, Jonah Rock. He just got signed to WWE, and he's gaining crazy momentum around the United States. Right. He doesn't look like the type of guy that they were signed, but just in case Kevin Owens got the fuck out of there, they look like yeah. they found a replacement. Mm-hmm. Now, this guy is um, the pro wrestling gorilla mm-hmm. uh, a champion. Is he? I believe that he is. Um, yes, he is the pro wrestling gorilla champion because I was thinking about Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb, who um, is the ROH champion and won the Battle of Los Angeles uh, tournament mm-hmm. earlier this year, I was thinking, oh, well, he won the uh, the heavyweight belt over there, but that's not that's not true. It's actually um, this guy, um, Rock. Well, it seems Jonah like he, he's Australian, and obviously it seems like he's starting next month with WWE. Actually, as it no, says. He didn't, no, he didn't win the, uh, I don't know, maybe he might have. I'm not too sure. Click on him. Click on his stats. It's not much. Okay. Yeah, I just went to his Twitter page. I'm gonna open it up, go to that right now to go look. Um, he's a pretty big dude. Right. This stuff got a nice little crowd in what he's promoting okay. here. Oh, this is at MLW. I can see that there. Oh, so okay. he's a star in MLW. I was thinking about I was thinking about this other dude who um is the pro wrestling gorilla champion. But oh, that's that's, that's on further else. on in the notes. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. But yeah, but, but um, this guy right here, yeah. Um Big My dude, thing is, man. why have if you're gonna hire him, why haven't you gone and got Kevin Steen's, Kevin Steen's opposite over in New Japan? What's that guy's name? Um, Michael Elgin. He's why 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 hasn't he reached the WWE roster yet? That's a perfect person. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's five eleven, two hundred and seventy five pounds. Big dude. He can move. Mm-hmm. WWE know what they're doing with this one. Exactly. Now I can I can tell you. Um, a benefit about Michael Elgin not being there, which I think that the E is missing out on, mm-hmm. is the fact that um, recently Michael Elgin started incorporating some lucha libre maneuvers in his repertoire. Oh, he'll and he does it. He executes all of this shit well yes. for a big dude. Yes, you know what I mean. So if the E is smart, and they'll probably call him Elgin Michael, or they'd probably swap his name around. Prob- again, you know, but they should probably look into to that. But We'll see what happens, but right now he's doing things. Right now he's doing some doing some really good things. Right now, how old is he? Mike is in his uh, let's say like his what mid, maybe his early thirties. Hmm. Yeah, he's in his early thirties. Let me see something, Michael Elgin. Yeah, yeah thirty one. He yep. looks so much older. Mm-hmm. Five foot eleven, two forty five. This guy, he looks like he can go like this. One of his best matches is when he wrestled Kevin Steen. At ROH, and it was just one of his best matches I've ever seen. They explosive across the board. Oh, you got to see that. Uh, you know, I got a I got a Michael Elgin match that um that you can definitely um take a look into, guys. Mm-hmm. I would say um the three way between him and Tai Chi and uh, Hiroki Goto for the Never Open Weight Belt. Right. Um, that was a that was a good match, and then the one on one match between Goto and uh, Elgin for the title, mm-hmm. where um he lost the belt back to him like. A month later, like or two a months. couple of days later, right? It wasn't a big rain with him, which is right. something. It seems like he gets the shit in the sticks when it comes to titles being around his waist. Right. But nonetheless, he's someone that could. He that's your workhorse. That's your carpenter. Yeah, that's a tradition. That's the that he's he is the living definition mm-hmm. of a carpenter. Carpenter. So that is what that is with him. Um, moving on. Also, it is reportedly that WWE is considered with uh, contract tampering when it comes to some of the PWD, PWG talents. Right. And also, this has been going on with every type of sport around the world. PWG, I would like to see what their exclusive, com- what their contracts look like because we would have to see what if, because a lot of these guys who work for PWG go wrestle on 16 other feds. Mm-hmm. So... If you're on PWG, but then you go wrestle at an MLW show, mm-hmm. would it, if the promoter reached out to you, be considered contract champ uh, tampering? Well, if you, or is it only contract? Excuse me for yawning, people. Is it only contract tampering when it's WWE? I think right now, because the spotlight's on WWE, mm-hmm. they are the most important person in the room. That 
many people will look at it as um contact tra- um contract contract tampering. tampering. There we go. I'm getting them mixed up and wrong. Um, they will look at it that way only because the E is looking to gather as much talent as they can to enhance their already enhanced roster off the top. Mm-hmm. But when you look at a pro wrestling gorilla, a company that doesn't really have contracts, you know that we know of. That we know of. You know, guys come there and work. They pay them off. Everyone goes there. They're free. They got a. They have free will to go um, and come as they please. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but in most cases, they say every person who's ever been PWG champion, they always go to the E. But isn't that what any company with ROH, their champion is technically the acknowledgement of? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this is. Let's be for real. That's with any fuck. Their hard, their website is horrible. Um, let's be let's keep it real with any with any what you call it, with any company. If you are a world heavyweight champion and you are part of these bigger companies, mm-hmm. what the fuck? That's just how it's gonna go. Yeah, they're and you're gonna have to accept that your boy. If you if they're coming after your big boy, then your world championship is worth something. Right. So be careful who you put the world championship on, and. Be aware they're coming for your world champion, right? Which means if they're saying if they're saying if you're saying he's the best, then they want to sign the best. Mm-hmm. So that's a compliment. Yeah. And if they're coming after PWG more than they're coming after Ring of Honor, then then that's the way it's going to be. But and at the, one point in time, PWG was a sister fed of ROH right. in the early days. And ROH has no problems with rest. They know that their wrestlers are going to eventually going to go to WWE. Yeah. They know that's not the place that people want to come home. Mm-hmm. ROH is for two types of wrestlers. The wrestler who wants to go to WWE mm-hmm. and the wrestler who wants to work after WWE. Right. And there's certain and 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 the third type, let me add in a bonus, a third type is a guy who's looking for steady work. He knows he can't go anywhere else. But he's happy working for them, mm-hmm. and he you know he can give you a great match twice right. a month. And then he also has the opportunity; he or she also has the opportunity to wrestle elsewhere throughout the entire world without having facts. to um, rely on WWE money. They feel like that um, they can go anywhere, and they can pretty much schedule and book their whole lives around what they choose to do, which promotion they want to work for, and that's it. Make their money. Yeah. That's it. It's really plain and simple, and you just hit it right on the nose. So that's one of the most important things I think, or I believe, should be happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your world champions. If 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 you're not giving them the same money WWE is offering them, they're gonna jump. But even right. if you are, WWE has a greater attention span on the the act of the world, which is happening. I just felt this vibrate, which has a, a greater attention span on the act of the professional wrestling world and what's happening. Mm-hmm. So. That's just my thing. That's just one. That's right. just that's just how I feel about certain things. Absolutely. Also, um, but again, if you're if I'm a lawyer and I'm a, a head of standards and practices, or I had to get a legal team to go after you for what you said, the first thing I'm going to say is, is wait a second, this thing is literally the and get a legal team off for of what you said. That's hilarious. Hold on for one second, people. Okay. Sorry, people had to fix up that. I said the, my my cell phone caught my dictation and it said everything I said out and sent it out to a particular person. But anyway, so you got to look at it legally. And if they're taking independent bookings, now the question is, are they hollering at PWG like the way they used to do back in the day when um, Impact was called TNA? And, and or- I want to say it's correct where TNA was taking the booking for you and getting a percentage of the booking or is it one of those situations where they are contacting them and you guys are saying hey these guys want you to do business represent pwg for us this that and the other because if you're taking another match outside the company mm-hmm. that will be considered contract tampering right. if they're reaching out to you well they figure like this if they know that they're that you're there's a possibility of your contract being up they're going to contact you and they're going to ask you hey listen we understand your contract is up with so-and-so promotion i understand that you have these certain days left listen if you like you know we want to set up a meeting with you and perhaps so discuss, that's that's the illegal part you know that's what there's that's what's that's still what, speculating to be said yeah that this is the actions that they're doing to in order to bring 
or to lure the talent to leave these promotions to come directly right. to the E. So now they, if they're going to say that, show us the clause in your contract saying they can't talk to other people. And if that's so, then you've already null and voided your contract if they're taking bookings elsewhere. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what has to be looked at. You know, so I get the speculation, but if I see any of your talent anywhere else, then WWE would say, well, we got the right to talk to him. Right. What if he's wrestling at fucking CCI? That's the name of the federation. And they go, well, give him a call while he's at CCI. Maybe it, it might be legally legal to contact him while they're at that other fed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it, they might be creating loopholes that they didn't even realize they did. Right. And... Now but I you're guess, gonna have guys who're gonna lobby, and also what you're gonna have is you're gonna have guys who are now gonna lobby to become the world champion to get the look from WWE, which right. creates a new problem. Exactly. Or, you know, it's also in a way to, to say like this is them protecting themselves, so that in the event when wrestlers are getting ready to look for another place to work, like how they used to do, they will contact the federation or the com- or the promotion and ask listen are you guys looking looking for new workers you know i'm looking for some work do you have anything this and the third and if they are interested then these guys will hand in their two weeks notice mm-hmm. or however they do it there. right back in the day they would hand in their two weeks notice and then they would close out their bookings and then go on about their way mm-hmm. yeah but unfortunately the game is different and yeah. I, we they need to expose their contract if that's what they're going to accuse mm-hmm. everybody of them of. Um, also, in signing news, Ring of Honor signs uh, Brody King and PCO to the wrestling to their wrestling federation. Right. Um, PCO looks kind of weird to me. Um, have you ever heard of this guy? If that's who I think it is, that might be the. That's um, <laughs> Carl Willette. <laughs> That's Pierre Carl Willette, 50 years old. We talked about wrestlers in their primes hitting 40. And here's ROH looking to bring in. Talking to the mic, talking to the mic. Look, here's, here is ROH bringing in Pierre Carl Willette into ROH. He wants to go there personally so now that, that he can I saw get the back to the name. business. So now, so now that I saw the other name, I know who you were talking about. I was like, who the fuck is PC, P, PCO? Now, here's, here's the other guy. If you go down. Uh, the, right there, this is the PWG champion, pro wrestling gorilla champion, next to um Willette. Look at his chest. Right, he let him just chop him to death. Exactly. He's willing to do anything to stay on. When you're 50 and still doing this, but if you can get signed, it, like I like I told you, once one per once it got out that WWE was willing to sign, and it was they they let out the information through a lot of feeders mm-hmm. to get it out there. That they're willing to sign people, you're gonna have guys at 50 who are still looking for for deals, right? And you know, and I'm gonna start calling it the Ric Flair deal. Okay. You know, still wrestling at 50, still doing this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. But to sign this guy to a major fucking contract, it says a lot. I mean, listen, and he's not that great of a wrestler. Lawler is one of the examples that I use all the time. Still going. Like how Dory Funk was doing. Is he still wrestling going. still after the heart surgery? Um, Jerry Lawler? Lawler? Yes, he is. Oh, okay. Still working on the indies. One of the biggest matches he had, he wrestled uh, Cody um, about a year, year and a half ago um, in a non-title match in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, oh, no, Triple actually H is, not even Memphis. I think it was somewhere in Canada or something like that. Batista was almost 50 wrestling. Triple H is almost 50 wrestling. The Rock is still talking about doing a match. Mm-hmm. Steve Austin is the only one who left in the 40s due to injuries and never came back. Right. And rightfully so. Because I, I think this would be a very sad. Steve Austin was already on his kick and punch game strong. Right. So, you know, it, it is what it is. But it looks like he's willing to torture himself to make the money but if he's going to get a paycheck why not you know who he reminds me of he reminds me of, he reminds me of father from uh super troopers that's what he looks like right about now even the former cia yeah even the former former um I about to say cia even the former um what's that guy name ah oh, jesus christ the former NWA champion that took that dropped Tim the Storm. belt, Tim Storm. He's like fifty something, and as he's a in teacher. phenomenal shape. He's man. in better shape than he was today than he yeah. ever was. But mm-hmm. you know, your body stops building muscle at fifty, right? And a man's prime is between four thirty nine to they really a, a, the physical prime is between thirty nine and forty five, right? So if you can maintain that at, by that time, you can keep that until 50-something like Tim Storm. But when you saw him in his 30s, he looked horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. 
And green as grass. You know, I mean, he's still not the greatest wrestler in the world, but he can hold a match for sure. Right. But moving forward, I'm just, I didn't know that's who that was. I looked up a match, but I didn't know that was. That's the Quebecer, bro. <laughs> You know, yeah, he he's a three-time WWF tagged WWS slash WWE tag team yep. champion. Mm-hmm. I can't believe this. I didn't know. Six foot one, three hundred pounds. He's always been a big dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. I did not know this is who that was. Right. Jesus Christ. Um. Wow. So. What do you feel about this? This old nigga getting this? You know what? Listen, like I said, I'm 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 not mad. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it shows me now that if his birthday like, is coming at December thirtieth, it's just like what you said. <laughs> Listen, Mark, you can still go if you want. All of it. A lot of people still get. And I told you that two years ago. I said, look, you said what would they want? Well, for five foot seven at the time, you said five foot seven, mm-hmm. uh, two hundred pound wrestler. I said, nigga, they're looking to sign five foot seven, two hundred pound wrestlers. And I mean, on I mean, and on our show earlier this week, we just talked about. Them signing a luchador who is thirty eight years of age at right. five foot seven and right. hundred and sixty something pounds. Yes, yeah. I mean shit. Listen, Ricky Morton is still going Hall of Famer. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? And was just recently, about maybe two years ago, before he even got inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, he was the NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion yeah, of the so- world, and that was his first NWA Singles title. Yeah. It's just one of those things where you have to look at and think about. And like I said, I know you was hesitant when I told you that two years ago, but I had it on good authority that this is the direction that they was moving in because the young boys are burning out faster than what we know. Yeah. You know, and that's just that's just the the nature of the game. But um, moving forward, I, I, I love the fact that Ring of Honor is taking a chance on a 50 year old wrestler and. Don't think that this is not going to inspire a bunch of fifty-year-old dudes to start well, dusting well, their the, boots well, the off. Fir- well, the first one to do it was, um, well, currently is uh, Billy Ray. Well, Billy Ray, he's 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 he works at ROH. Is he fifty? He's yeah, probably he in his fifties. Let's look that up. You know, Let's and uh, I know I know one of the things he was dude. dealing with. He was feuding with uh, Flip Gordon. And uh, of course, at All In, him, Flip Gordon, and Jay Lethal, they were all involved in that big angle with, in the uh, Flip Flip um, Gordon Jay Lethal match. Mm-hmm. So, um, Bully Ray was involved in that. Yeah, he's forty seven years old. He's up there and still going. But he can go. I don't yep. give a fuck what no one say. He still wrestles like he's twenty, and he's the one who put Brock Lesnar to the test. He's yes. the one who let us know Brock Lesnar was that dude. Uh-huh. He was the one why he was on his singles run. Exactly. But I'm loving it. I'm loving and and the Brody King, I know very little about him. Yeah, I'm I know not going to sit I don't up know too much about him either. Yeah, I'm not going to sit up here and act like I know some of his history. If I know the history, I'll know what I don't know. We can all learn together as the show moves on. But right I'll on. do more research into him, but I I do know he is the current as I have here in my notes on the screen for me and Mark, he is the current AAW champion. I'll be honest, I never even heard of that Fed. Yeah, me neither. But you know what? A lot of these Feds are up and running, and they're um they're making some money and they're bringing in talent. Yeah. So they're definitely doing some things. That's the beauty of the internet because 20 years ago, these would be these Feds that that wasn't even written about that you would find out about and hope to go get work at. Right. Now, so yeah, this is the AAW. So the oh, I've seen the belt before. Oh, you know who held that? I think I. Someone that held um, a version of this belt. Um, well, it might have been this belt. ACH. ACH. Who's that? That guy right down there. He brought in. He brought in the uh, the title with him to uh, the Best of Super Juniors Tag League Tournament. He wore mm-hmm. that title. Into, he wore the title into the show. And that's another Which, person. That's another person that's, that you should. That, yeah, that's not, another person you got to keep your eye on. It's another yeah, guy. That, I, now I know what match you was talking about. I seen. I seen him wrestle at New Japan. Right. You know him and uh, Taguchi, um, Super Six Nine. That was the name of their tag team. Uh, and I think that the E might be signing him too. Might be right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As soon as Kofi Kingston stop cooning. Um. So moving forward, yeah. as we get to that later on. Right. Um. I'm I'm with it. I'm with I'm with it. Mm-hmm. Sign who you got to sign, and everyone should be signing people aggressively too. And I want to know something, like in sports or like in the music business. Okay. Well, they don't do it in the music business no more. When they when they when they sign a PWG talent, are they, is PWG getting assigned, assigned this fee? They should be. 
I mean, they don't do it no more in the WWE, but if that's going to be so, and these guys taking deals, then there should be a percentage of the deal given to them. Right, they should. That's I mean, just something. The, if you're going to compensate them, or WWE used to say, hey, here's 50 grand for your champion. Right. Sorry to inconvenience oh, your show. Well, perfect example. The E used to do that for um, ECW. You know, when mm-hmm. they were running back in the day, they they were pulling their talent. The E financially helped the um, ECW promotion to keep the stay afloat until when it was time for the doors to close. Right. And fuck it. Yeah, right. They they held them down. So let's moving forward. Um, it seems like, and I want to make sure that I'm looking at WWE can reportedly shut down buy and shut buy out and shut down their UK partners, uh, companies only in the UK. Companies like uh, Progress Pro, ICW, XSW, and possibly Evolve. Mm-hmm. It's not known what that relationship is, but we know WWE does have NXT talents over there right, right now as their current tag team champions. The thing is, is that they want to sign these talents exclusively to their to these deals. They don't want them on any other show that has like streaming or um. But they television. know it's harder to control the UK guys. Right, it's really hard, but they figured it'd be easier because they can give them the money that they probably might not be getting at these shows. Now, however. What it does too also is is that it limits the UK talent to broaden their craft to wrestle against top names in some of these other feds such as Ref Pro. Well, I don't I don't think it limits them. I think it's just WWE can put an end to the opportunity right. of wrestling it. Most importantly, what I, it's funny when Rev Pro figure found out this was inside of the contract dealings. They backed out. Now, it was said by Wade Keller and allegedly also said by um, Dave Meltzer that they can get up to high-end six figures. So everyone knows, you know, they can possibly get three hundred and fifty thousand, six hundred. What if they can get nine hundred thousand dollars? If it's four people or six people who are who are running that company, you divvy that up. Somebody's gonna get two 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 people can get a hundred thousand dollars and go fuck it. Mm-hmm. Not create a Fed for ten years, but take a beautiful American payout, right? And end up with almost one hundred and fifty thousand pounds, and and make some money, and and also work as developmental staff, <laughs> and maybe not, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It might be thank you for the bread, get the fuck out of here type shit. Well, and it, I could see somebody, I could see one of those companies taking that fucking deal. It puts me in the mind of how in the states in the eighties. How Vince was buying out all of these uh, small territories but and works. absorbing the talent. Yeah. It, it, it worked. And let me tell you something. If WWE is going to make a bigger brand after Vince passes, these movements by the company and Triple H, who's probably spearheading all of this. Yeah. This is the movement. He's a student of the game. So the first thing you study is the business before you study. You learn the wrestling. Right. You, you learn the wrestling. You learn the movement. You learn how to be a wrestler. But to be to be successful in this business, you, you have learn, to learn the, the politics. Business. Yes. And Triple H, when I think every time he said, um, "I'm a student of the game," I don't think he's talking about physical moves, people. He's talking about how that how that strategic curtain works. Moves. Yeah, he's talking about how that background works. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think this is very smart. And he could do this with any Fed around the world because everyone wants that E look. Right. And. When you're signing talents all over the world, you want that. Du- Remember back in the day, you would go to an Ace Pro Wrestling show and it would say former WWE star, former WCW star. And I'm using WCW, Ace because he's right. a friend of the show and he's mm-hmm. and, and, and Mike Morgan is a good friend of ours. Yes. And a lot of our friends are over there still working mm-hmm. for him, like Astro, like, uh, pay, like Astro. Yeah, Astro. Um, um, all of them. All yes. of them. A lot of our friends are over there, uh, whether we are speaking to them now or not mm-hmm. long story short now it can be wwe star yep so and so wrestling wwe star kevin steen wwe nxt star yep uh such and such blaze you could, you know what i'm saying so that brings more money to the fed yeah it does and it brings more notoriety as well because imagine if you can go to an indie show and see cm punk and, and he was still part of the wwe roster you gotta remember, back in the day, Undertaker and Kane did some shit like that back in the day during the Smoky early Mountain. It was, yeah. it was going out to help Smoky Mountain. Mm-hmm. They were mm-hmm. also going over to um, All Japan. 
uh, they did those things. So yeah, so it, it helped out, especially in and also in the early stages of OVW, they would go down there and help with the talent and everything. So they will book properly. So yeah, I can see the I can see the plus side to that. Yeah. So there's plus and there's negatives, but um, it seemed like the English are just good old fashioned sellouts at the end of the day. Well, or did, it, did like I like to say to people, damn Dietrich, did you sell out? I said nah, niggas bought in. And that's the difference. And when a company buys in, that if you want to call me a sellout because someone bought in, what can I tell you? If we end up with a show on Fox, did I sell out or did someone buy in? If we end right. up with deals on major record labels and, and, and film studios, did I sell out? No, we bought or did in. Someone got bought, someone bought in. Right. If someone's willing to say, hey, hey, here's $200 million, make a movie. All right, I got you. I'm going to make that movie. Now, if it flops, so it's a success is another story. Right. But I the fact of the matter is that they invested in us. They invested in the company. They invested in what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a big yeah. difference with that. There's a big difference. There's a big difference with everything. So, anyhow, moving forward, um, All Elite Wrestling seems to be the t- title of Cody Rhodes uh, and the Young Bucks company mm-hmm. along with allegedly – now we're switching to allegedly Jim Ross and Chris Jericho. Right. Um, the Young Bucks can't speak with anyone because they're still technically under contract with, with ROH, ROH and New Japan, and their contracts are up in January. But my question, me, my question would be now, Cody has been seen with his wife at a fucking Jaguars game in Florida. Mm-hmm. They were seen in the skybox. Right. The owner's suite, this, that, the other. They're taking pictures from there. Um, and that's the Khan family. Mm-hmm. Khan family got some money. Yes, they're not some. Th- this is not Vince McMahon Johnny money. Lately type mil- billionaires. Right. This this is a family with some bread. This this ain't Vince McMahon money. This is bigger than Vince money. Yeah. Cody got a real backer if this is so. I believe so. yes. And the son and the father seems to do business together. Now, we've seen this before with Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. For, which was former TNA when when the Carters Dixie were Carter running, right had her daddy's wallet and that million dollar and that billion dollar oil money mm-hmm. was in there. But here's but they the catch. Didn't cipher it right. right. Here's the catch: it'll work because they'll actually have wrestling people, people involved in wrestling. But, but to here's make the thing: work. Dixie had the wrestling people. The problem was. Everybody was just there for the paycheck and not there for the business. Mm-hmm. Cody is there for the business, not just there for the paycheck. He's going to make sure he get paid. Of course. But I think and there's a difference in the way Cody and the Bucks are doing it. Plus, mm-hmm. they also had a successful indie show that shows that they're doing it for the business. And you're always going to fuck with the person who put their own money up. Right. And Dixie was using daddy's money. Mm-hmm. And people probably saw that, and they manipulated that, and they played the game. Yeah. And for allegedly, when you're using the t- the locker room for your pussy power, for to make you feel like a woman again, wh- what more can you say? Not much. So, you know, Cody Rhodes is about to become the second family of professional wrestling. Well, that's a part of his theme song. You know, is it? I never listened. It's to a it. part of his theme song. The intro of his theme song. There's more than one wrestling dynasty in wrestling, as far as like wrestling families go. Mm, see, and I I never listened to his. Theme. I always hated all of his themes. I like this nigga never picks the right music. Well, but it is what it is. Um, so I'm looking forward says to wrestling this. has more than one uh, family. Mm, yes, maybe. I don't remember. I'll listen to it later. Right. But long story short, I'm not gonna say maybe. I would say that's factorial because I've never really. I just never liked his theme music. I love his wrestling, his character himself. But it's interesting, you know, back to the um to you know, to the the purchasing of the rights. These guys brought the rights and own. Well, Bone who who owns the rights to what? Cody, the Bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, it was said that they you know, they trademarked and um got copyrighted copyrighted and trademarked everything that has to do with all in and whatever thing they would have to, to do it all. It's it's yeah. it's it's logical, and they probably did about thirty or forty of them, right? And which means they probably created a. And a lot of people don't know how trademarking works. Is you can't just trademark it. It has to be something that you sold. So when they did the All In show, anything that they had at All In was all that they could probably trademark mm-hmm. and copyright. So we never seen all that merchandise, right? But also, you could also do it privately. So I can have All In forever, yeah. Right, but in reality. 
even though I might not have sold it publicly, I could just buy it privately and then I could say this now has mm-hmm. taxes right. on purchase and then now allows me to trademarking. Trademarking is a very detailed thing. Absolutely. You can't just trademark anything. It has to be proof that it was already that is merchandise that was once bought. Right. So who knows what they have privately bought on the low mm-hmm. to get the trademark for. Right. Um, but they're no different than Vince. This is gonna get cheaper and cheaper for them. Because they're gonna have to become a trademarking machine like yep. the McMahons are. Mm-hmm. So a lot and, of people and don't. That's have, how it works in this business. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that's a, a trademarking is one hundred percent what your company is built on in any form of entertainment. Right. But they got the Khan family behind them, which is the owners of the Jaguars. That's gonna be a big thing. Don't let the Jaguars win the Super Bowl and they make even more money. Ooh. But um, I'm pretty sure that they've had fifty or sixty other businesses, the Khan family, that they can get into. But I think that's pretty dope, and I'm really fucking with that. Right. Talking about wrestling shows and and shit, it seems like WWE has moved around some shows over the WrestleMania weekend. Right. It seems like, and I want people to not to get it twisted. They're saying that they're moving it around because they're scared to go head to head with the G1 Super Show down in the Garden. Right. I want to point out something. The WWE Hall of Fame has always been on Sundays. Saturday I mean, but on Friday nights. I looked it up. Okay. It was always Friday. It was I mean Saturday night. Mm-hmm. It was always the break after they had the big WWE week. And then Saturday night they had the show and then next night was WrestleMania. Right. And then when the network came, they moved it to Friday nights because they didn't have to air it on TV mm-hmm. and they can broadcast it. And then they would play that they would play that shit on Tuesday or right. Wednesday during the week the WWE Hall of Fame. Right. So it's smart. You want people to show up for the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and you want people to show up. Me, personally, I think that's the way, if they're buying travel packages, you get people in on Friday. Right. Because people at before were skipping the show, and numbers were probably fluctuating. So now you get them to come in on a fr- Friday morning or a Thursday. Right. They do some shopping for WWE mm-hmm. and then move forward to go see they can NXT. Go, they can go to NXT. They can go to the Hall of Fame. They can go to the Fan Fest. They can do all these things. But then also we, we're we going to bear this in mind because I – And they're going to sell out yeah. NXT regardless. Now, you have – like you said, you have the G1 Super Show that's going to take place at the Garden. Right. Which is a, which is a big deal. Um, you also have um, some of the local shows – being done that weekend, House of Glory's doing the show. Yeah, yeah, and and mm-hmm. and they, you know, online I was looking on event. Um, I think like event. dot com with the, where you can buy event tickets. Event hubs like sub. Yeah, event you, hub or something. Right, and even on um House of Glory's website, um, they're announcing. I think it's like Culture Clash or something like that. I believe that's the name of the event. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have um the Great Muda signing auto- signing autographs. So. There at the at the at the um the event. There's something I wanna I wanna bring up, and that's very important. And I think people are gonna think that oh my god, WWE has competition. They have no competition. Let's just keep it one hundred. Well, in North America, no, they don't no, have competition. No, no, seriously, the world, no one's. All New Japan barely broke a hundred million dollars, and they're nowhere near that level. Right. So, what, so I, what I, I mean, I know, no competition. They don't. No one's getting a billion dollars for a two-hour show. No. Nobody. No one's getting $2 billion for a three-hour show. You're talking about almost $3 billion in, just in television rights alone. Mm-hmm. So no one's touching them. There is no competition. They're just in a whole new league. Right. But around every WrestleMania, whether it's New Orleans, whether it's Florida, there is 50 to 60 indie independent wrestling shows going on simultaneously all weekend long. Mm-hmm. Everybody has been capitalizing on that since the early 90s. Yep. It's no matter what you do, and WWE somehow has found a way to buy out venues. What makes this one a little unique because the garden is too expensive mm-hmm. to produce which live you, television, which, which I broke down about, right. in very much detail that you're, you're paying for a marquee name in a shitty building, and it's cheaper to run a show in the Barclays. Vince, we talked about I would have did the whole women's movement WrestleMania evening and and did that to make sure for the girls, instead of crowding all the females on one fucking match with it over the top rope battle royal, you could have gave all those women a whole show on that Saturday night mm-hmm. 
and locked out the garden, and you could have capitalized on the whole city. No one was thinking about that. Evolve should have been WrestleMania weekend with every female who's not on the WrestleMania show. Right. Granted, let's move that aside. I think people have to remember, like I said seconds ago, a minute ago, this is nothing new. ROH has ran WrestleMania weekend shows. Mm-hmm. And they've done pretty well for all their shows. Yes. Um, everybody has ran shows. Feds that we'll never know the name of because some people only can afford that ticket. Some people are coming to the States and they're trying to find all the indie wrestling that they can get in mm-hmm. because they they get to see stuff that they, they probably get to see ROH for the first time in person because they're not in the UK. Mm-hmm. They get to see PWG. They get to see this. They get to see that. And Vince can you can lock up the big venues, but you can't lock up the Hammerstein Ballroom. No, you can't lock up um, the Manhattan Center, and you can't lock up an armory. You can't lock up an armory if they're willing to do it, and you can't lock up all the gymnasiums. So when you look at shit like that, and all these event halls that has this space to do shit like that, mm-hmm. so when you look and you think about that, that's where the business of everything comes in, and this that and the other. So, you know. People have to remember, WWE has no competition, especially with the way they're raiding locker rooms. Yeah. But what they do have are people who's not scared to compete against them. Right. And that's the beauty of the indie wrestler. You know what? You you swim in the ocean, you're going to face sharks. You're going to face all sorts of creatures inside the water. But if you're bold enough to get in that ocean and swim and survive through it or navigate through it, but even better, you don't. You can swim near the beach and get even more attention. While everybody else is worried about what's in the deep blue, you can see you could you could be in the light blue, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit sand, maybe a little bit this. But yeah. guess what? It ain't gonna stop no one from showing up to see what's going on. Exactly. So that's the beauty of the situation. But um, everyone's gonna be the and the the real winners is gonna be the fans. Yeah. Overall. So I want to jump ahead to something. You got this wrestler called Matt Tavern talks okay, about man. not wanting to be passed by by other wrestlers heading into the mat. Uh, the ROH Madison Square Garden show, mm-hmm. um, I get them. This is going to be the show of shows, and I think everybody's going to be pushing their bodies to the limit to see how the fuck do we get on this card. Yeah, I was on the first IP preview, and now we're selling out the garden. It's pretty cool to think of this moment. You cannot settle because the next thing is coming. We have Final Battle, then it's off to Japan, then Madison Square Garden. It's just one of those things where the train keeps going, but you can't stop and smell the roses. It's pretty incredible for what I've been through and what the kingdom has as a unit has been going through as well. I've, he's right. How do you select who's not and who's not going to be on it? Because let's be for real. I love the Briscoes. I don't need to see them at the Garden unless they're, unless, unless they're doing something crazy. In, in, a, in an ultra match for the tag titles. Right. But do you? This is, is this where ROH gives their real young talent a chance? Because they can't have fifty matches, and it's not like. The, and it'll be it'll been cool if they really want to maximize the garden. Two shows, one day at the garden. That would have been dope. That I'm talking dope. about a twelve in the afternoon show mm-hmm. and a seven in the afternoon show. Right. Two shows, this, that, and the other, and then everybody gets love. Excuse me, you get right. what I'm saying? That would make sense. We come from ever doing two shows a day well, well, anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so, well, yes, right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so I, I, I ran at an, I ran two hours. You ran two hours. Yeah, so yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was one of those things where you, fuck it. it, two shows a day with two set with with no one double doing double duty. Right. You know how dope that would have been. You could have had a tournament on one show and then had them compete for the. You had a, you could have had two maybe two people compete. Later on in the show for the second part of the day. And then cross brand at the other. Cross brand both. Yeah. Cross brand cross brand both. See, if we knew if we knew then, if we knew what we know now, yeah, we'd fucking kill it. Right. So that's it's just one of those things. But I think he's right. I don't think no one should be looked over, and I think he feels he's talented enough to yeah. be on that main card, and that's going to be a set of hard decisions who's on that card. And Matt Taven has had one hell of a year this year, to be honest with you. Right. Um, he's had a great year down in Mexico, a great year in ROH, so it's sky's the limit for him right now. Him and the uh, the Kingdom, they're doing great things. Six-man tag team champions right about now for ROH. They, uh, they defeated the uh, the Bullet Club for those tag belts. So there's a They're lot going on there. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's six-man tag champion for ROH, and then he's doing a, a phenomenal fucking job at it. 
and I think he's just and um, he had a as a matter of fact he beat um Verano Jr. Well, no, Volador Jr. in a hair versus hair match, uh, a hair versus mass match, mm-hmm. um, in Mexico, where right. um, Volador, lost his mask Volador lost his mask and his hair. Got you, <laughs> got you. That's you know, crazy. So that's that's a big deal, <laughs> that's right a there. Duty. It's, a du- it's a double wager, right there. That's a so. double duty. So. Moving forward, before I get to the last topic, I wanted to jump back up because I did jump around. The Young Bucks signed a deal with the former WWF toy company, LJN, which was closed in 1989, which is hilarious um, because they were bought by Acclaim Entertainment Uh in 1990, and then they were shut down in 95, and I believe they probably traded licensing, the leftover licensing deals with WWE, which led to the making the um the wrestling games, right? The arcade, the WWE arcade, mm-hmm. um when they would film the person live action, right? And put them in there, but they were sold to them by a company called MCA Entertainment, and which was the true holders of this, and it was considered the first lifelike toys yeah. on, for WWE not on the market but for WWE and it seems like the Young Bucks signed the deal now who knows if this is for the e, just exclusively for the, the Young Bucks or if this is for anybody who's going to come into and partner up and put their, put money in so that they can get these figures done themselves no, well I mean figures for their roster right and stuff like that so who knows what's going on it seems like the company is now up and running with another person and there's another parent company involved mm-hmm. allegedly i'm not too sure but the bucks didn't show much they gave you a little piece of a picture yep it seemed like the box was the same but the young bucks titling was on it so let's see what happens with right. that it's cool that they're thinking about merchandise as well and right. selling toys and shit like well, that well considering that they were the first um wrestlers outside of the wwe to get uh a deal with funko so that they can get Funko Pop figures done, you know. Yeah, and getting a deal with Funko is not as hard as people think it is. No, it's, it's pretty easy. But the um, fact of the matter is, they done it, and that they have this whole um, elite line or Golden Elite Bullet Club. Um, well, from what I understand, it was figures. done truly through. Um, it was done through the Bucks. Through Bandai. Okay. Through it, that, from what I understand, that's how the deal went through. Oh, that okay. was their connect through Bandai and promotion. Of a few things when it came to taking seven. Oh, okay. That's from what I understand. It, it, take that with a grain of salt. But from what I from what I hear, the detail is that's what that was. But what I kind of want to end this whole show with. Today oh yeah, let's talk about that. Is Xavier Woods calls fans um com, um who complain entitled infants? Would you like to read that? Okay. So anyone, let me, anytime, let me anyone. open this up for yeah. you a little bit. And let me turn it this way. Okay. Now, so. As by Xavier Woods, as he states, as he and we're quoting and him, as he word quotes, for word. So anytime anyone complains about wrestling, it is so annoying to me because people come off as these entitled infants. He said because in reality, wrestling hurts so bad, and then we're hurting ourselves to entertain the masses. And sometimes the masses want to tell us how much it sucks. Now, Cody, use a fuckboy for that one. Um. I would say that you're a little dick wrestler, and you are. We've seen the video. <laughs> it was pathetic what we saw. Nothing wrong with not being a soldier. We know that you like white milk more than you like dark milk. We know that you're in the video gaming and you're just a nerd and you have your PhD, but you are now a victim of the system of WWE because if I quote, you said, give me the opportunity to fail. That's what mm-hmm. he said, right? right? That's what that's what you said, Xavier. And then you fucking said, um, don't let us be, and I'm paraphrasing here, basically the shucking and jive wrestlers. And everything that you have said that you will not be is exactly what you, Kofi, and B- Biggie has come. And I know you're making monies and you're selling cereal and you're selling pancake batter and you had your own WWE titles. But you went from being the most loved wrestlers amongst a set of people to being coon of the week every fucking week. You're throwing pancakes. You guys are twerking. You're going out there with a fucking trumpet. And everything that you said that you did not want WWE to brand you was, you fell right into 
And yeah, you're selling merchandise and you're doing this and you're doing that. But if I pay $1 for a candy mm-hmm. at a store and that candy sucks, I have a right to complain. Right. If I pay 10 cents for a mint and the mint tastes like strawberry instead of a, a mint, I have a right to complain. Mm-hmm. If I pay my cable bill and so many cents, so many dollars go to the USA package and the USA package gets this, that, and the other, and in turn, USA pays WWE a certain amount of money for my paying of a cable bill, I paid for a weekly product. I have a right to complain about everything on that screen once I purchase it. Mm-hmm. The fans are not complaining about the wrestling. They're complaining about the storylines. And the storylines makes you not want to watch the wrestling. Right. But when the storyline is amazing. We're tuning in to watch and we're going to be like, we're going to talk about it. And we're like, yo, that was an amazing ass match. I like where they're going with this. I like what's going on with so-and-so. I like what they're doing with this. Perfect example. The hottest thing going on in the WWE right now is Becky Lynch. And eventually they'll fuck that up. Right. You know. I say keep don't bring Becky Lynch back. Keep her away until she shouldn't wrestle a match. Keep her with the title. She shouldn't be wrestling until fucking January. But they're going to have her wrestle at TLC. When they shouldn't. In a three-way match between her, Charlotte, and Asuka for the title. That's, she's beyond the point of having regular wrestling matches now. Mm-hmm. She's into that state where she can show up and only wrestle once a month. How about she should be watching the number one contender wrestle at TLC and let it be a three-way dance for the number one contendership at the Royal Rumble? That's what she should be doing at that pay-per-view. Remember back in the day you would watch a WWE pay-per-view and it would be the world title match and the number one contenders match on the same pay-per-view card? Yes. How about you just have her sit at ringside, talk her shit. Yeah, I knocked that bitch out too and knocked that one out. Mm -hmm. And I knocked that one and I lost, kicked her. Mm -hmm. And if you do all that shit, you would build up to Becky Leach being even more powerful because now... And, and, and stop with the lie that she caught a concussion. When a person catches a concussion, they're on a different type of mental level. Mm-hmm. This bitch was conscious. She was moving around. She was doing her fucking thing. All you had to do. She if you just go, had a broken nose. She had a broken nose. Fuck the concussion. Say she goes, she said, I'm going to wait. They're telling me I can't wrestle. Use the stone cold angle. If my neck is broken, but I'm going to whip a few asses. Have it when she says my face is broken. And that's it, this, that, and the other. They should have put the face with the blood open and the arm yep. spread on a fucking mm-hmm. shirt for females to buy. Exactly. And they didn't even buy. capitalize on that. Remember that blood from a stone yep. shirt? When Stone Cold after Bret Hart from WrestleMania 13? So the point I'm saying is, it, we, we say all this to say, when it's good, people are not complaining, Xavier. But when it's bad, don't tell me not to complain because right. you guys get celebrated when shit is great. And then we get upset. And mind you, people want to see Biggie as as the man. Right. They want to see we all know that you could be a world champion. We mm-hmm. know that Kofi could have been a world champion. Right. And we I'm, know that Big E could be a world champion. But you mm-hmm. niggas is just and I say not calling you niggas because you're black. I'm calling you niggas because I call everybody niggas. But you fuck boys and you niggas, you are going up there complaining, bitching about something. That he does on a regular basis in his which fucking go, life. Which is to go out there and entertain and work hard well, I mean, and put your body on the line. Complain about a dollar. When, when he, complain about what he purchased when he buys something. Right. You know? Now, I don't give a fuck that you put your body on the line. You signed up. You got a paycheck for mm-hmm. it. You just that and the other. Don't complain about you putting your body on the line. Don't do that if you're going to complain about that now. Yeah, exactly. Because also, he just complained right there. Yeah. So is he an entitled bitch? Sounds like it to me. Because to me, no, you guys got guaranteed contracts and don't have to really put out that much work. No. You're entitled. And there's guys who are willing to break their necks right now who will never who get want, that entitlement. Want, and, and that want that spot. Right. Who who are looking at you from on TV. Like, and not necessarily myself. I'm talking about but other people I hear like, yo, these niggas is violating black people with this shit. Exactly. So exactly. I get what you were saying with the what they put. He's putting his body on the line. That's that he ever right. But the issue is... You're saying that I now can't complain. That's Bullshit. crazy. Bullshit. That's crazy. How many times have you bought a, a, a jacket and the shit, like, this shit is a piece of shit, but you can't get your money back? You're right. upset. You have a right to complain. Don't tell a consumer that he does not have consumer rights or consumer freedom of speech. Lastly put, the consumer is always right. Or the consumer that? is always king. Bobby Lashley? Oh, no, no, I'm just saying. Lastly. La- lastly. Not lastly. I said lastly put. You know, consumer is always king. The consumer is always right. Yeah, one hundred percent so. And I think, you know, 
you know, even if they're wrong, the consumer's the, always the, right. The consumer's always right. Yeah, the person you could have the best product in the world. Someone's gonna say that shit is trash. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying someone's gonna say it's trash. Right now, we're sitting here. We, we we're, we're working. We're MacBook people at this moment. Tomorrow, I could wake up and say, "Fuck Apple. Throw this shit to the side. Right. That's my freedom." But you can't take away my freedom of freedom of speech during consumership because you're taking something personal. Do me a favor. Go into the go into the back and tell the executives what the people are saying because mm-hmm. they might hear it better from you than when they're hearing it from anyone else. Exactly. Because don't nobody listen, as they say, don't no one listen to wrestling fans or wrestling critics. They call um, critics of the of the of professional wrestling armchair um, bookers and all this other stuff. Okay, fine. Just like what D said. <laughs> I never heard that. Yeah, armchair bookers. You know, well, that shit is hilarious. You know, <laughs> like everyone else is like, oh, who cares about these armchair quarterbacks and you know, we're talking about oh, wow. if I had this, I can do this. I don't give a damn about that. That's what they say. But at the end of the day, that it's is like fucking hilarious. But at the end of the day, it is the wrestling fan that dictate what goes what's going on inside that wrestling ring. It, they dictate who they want to see. You understand? One of the biggest complaints about the E is that they don't listen to the fans. And it's not you, the wrestlers, like we said earlier. It's the matchmakers. It's the it's the it's the booking staff. It's the it's who is writing the show. It's the writers. You understand what I'm saying? So if they're out of touch, you're gonna get an out of touch product. And then that's gonna cause for us fans and the fans to speak what's on our minds. Right, and you can't handle it. But so, and this is where I'm going to say, back in the day, everybody came to Vince mm-hmm. and told Vince he was out of touch. Yep. And Vince pulled everyone aside, and what did he say? You're right, I'm out of touch. What do we do to turn this around? And Vince became receptive. With the grand, like I said in the last, earlier this week's episode, with the grand total of fucking talent sitting in the room, why are none of you guys... Pulling all to, the whole, the whole Monday Night Raw roster should come together. Everybody should come together on WrestleMania night. Get they fucking balls together. I don't give a fuck. Put put all your nut sacks together until it weighs a ton, right? And get all the and get all your testicular fortitude together, and all the men and the women come together and say, Vince, the product is out of touch. He might he might not listen to one of you, but he might be able to listen to all of you. Mm-hmm. Because you, the guys who got to go out there, Vince, we could be making fifty times more money. The product is out of touch. It seems like Taker and Austin and them, the five or seven guys came together and did it then, and Sean and them did it. You need to do it now. But if you if you're walking on eggshells, you make more noise walking on eggshells than you do walking on concrete. Yep. And then you wonder why everyone's irritated because you guys are walking around like bitches on eggshells. Walk on your you walk on your two feet. You was born you was born to walk on your hind. Get on your it. hind and do your work. Right. You right. know. So. But what do you do, man? They don't want to rock the boat. But I will say, hey, you know, you want to you want to make some like you said, you want to make some good examples. Talk to the talk to the man, who was a part, of the engine to help make change. Yeah. He's kind of like driving the helm on the side of Vince. That's the man to talk to. H. Yep. Yeah. And also, maybe you need H to stand in front of and H has to be prepared to stand in front of the whole with the whole roster. And he has to be prepared to lose everything. Yep. Let me tell you something. I got a model that I wake up and I say to myself every fucking morning. And I usually keep it to myself, but I'm gonna share it with Mark today. I'm gonna share it with everybody. I'm willing to lose everything to gain it all. Yep. So if I was in that locker room. Mark, you know me. I'd have been stomped in the Vince's office. You guys ain't got to say shit. Just stand behind me. And I'd have said it, just like someone did it in the early, in the mid 90s. Mm-hmm. Somebody did it. Somebody yeah. did it. Just like Bischoff said, give me Monday night. He ain't going to listen. Oh, you gave me Monday night. Sometimes it takes that moment. Yep. You know, so that is what that is. Once again, uh, Mark, I thank you for another show. Ain't not a problem, man. That's what it's about. We I'll about see you this weekend to record more, uh, two more episodes. Yes, to put sir. Put out there for the world. Word. Um, ladies and gentlemen, even though you don't see it on camera today, to the left of me is uh, Mark Morell. That's right. Historian, wrestling commentator, professional ex, not ex-professional wrestler, a wrestler <laughs> with experience. And an MC along the way. And an MC, <laughs> yes. Product coming along. Word. We got myself, Dietrich Davis. Commentator, wrestler with experience, mm-hmm. possibly 
out of ex wrestlership maybe who knows um i've been thinking about it but i really don't think about it um we're going to get the shit done yeah maybe yeah i yeah, i say so um we also have another show called Rest, uh, The Important Nobodies with myself, Dietrich Davis, Daisha Hicks, and also joining that team uh, with test runnings, a young lady named um, Urilla Cave, photographer, this, that, the other, blah, blah, blah. We'll see how that works out. Also, me and uh, another woman by the name of Tamu Arnu is going to have a political show called The Political Wake Up, which will also be available soon. Right. We're going to start recording. We're going to get like 10 episodes recorded and then start releasing them. Um, and that's just about it. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yes. Uh, when we hit a certain amount of followers, we'll be giving away a video game system. And that's pretty much it. Hit up our uh, social medias as well. Which will be in the description link of every show, no matter what. It'll also be hyperlinked. So when you click on Mark Morrell's name, it'll take you to his Twitter and his Instagram, as so as myself, Dietrich Davis. When you click on it, it'll send you to the Twitter or the Instagram. And the website is Dietrich Davis on Demand. It's being shifted around a little. Mm-hmm. Bear with us. And also, when you get a chance, you can um, send us an email with show topics and ideas to teamddod at gmail.com. And that will also be in the description of the show. We thank you guys so much and have a great day.